You're listening to the Time Creator Podcast, episode 18. Welcome to the Time Creator Podcast. If you're ready to tame your to-do list, get organized and create a more harmonious life, you're in the right place. Join me, Tash Guthrie, as I share real, tangible tips and strategies for creating more time for the people and things that matter to you the most. From inspiring interviews to solo strategy sessions, girl, I've got you covered. So come on, let's start creating time. This episode of the Time Creator Podcast is proudly brought to you by my new membership launching in July. It is called the Time Creator Momentum. And the Momentum is a beautiful online learning and community hub for busy women who want to improve their time management. And I'm going to help you to plan, organize and prioritize your time so that you can create more quality time for the people and things that you love the most. Now, if you love the sound of that, please jump onto the wait list so that you know exactly when it's open and how to get a founding member deal that will never be repeated again. You can head to tashguthrie.com.au forward slash membership to sign up. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. You guys are going to love this. I've been chatting with a dear friend of mine, Lizzie Malt, and she is an incredible business owner and human being. She is actually a spiritual business and life coach. She's a serial entrepreneur, speaker, world traveler, and a bit of a self-confessed modern day wild hippie. And you'll hear all about her adventures during our episode. Now, Lizzie was raised as an honest country girl, just like me, and she broke all the rules and created a life based on passion, which I think is quite commendable. And now with her trusted laptop, she is living off grid in a subtropical rainforest in Australia. Uh, no word of a lie. Absolutely beautiful. Now, Lizzie is dedicated to the journey of self-exploration and she helps people to ditch people-pleasing yes, and feeling small by harnessing their unique essence so they can speak their truth freely and fully. Now she infuses spiritual practices with down-to-earth simplicity and she values honesty, integrity, self-expression and fun. And she has numerous online courses and offers bespoke coaching to other entrepreneurs. She's been in business for over 15 years, online for over 15 years, and she has an absolute passion for empowering others just like you and I to stand up for what we believe in and what we do in life and in business and doing it our way so that we can create a solid foundation in going forward in our life and our business. I cannot wait for you to listen into this conversation. I'm going to jump in and introduce her now and we're going to start our conversation all around people pleasing. And if you are anything like me, this will be an episode that will be very helpful for you. Hey, Lizzie, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness, Tash. I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm so glad we've created the time to chat because we have been wanting to do this. Uh, it, a, lot, a lot of people that I interview, we plan and plan and plan and then we finally do it and it feels really good. <laughs> oh, the juices are flowing. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I know that some of my listeners may not be familiar with you, so I'm just going to give you a bit of an opportunity to jump in and introduce yourself. Uh, let us know where you're from, uh, and then we'll get into our conversation today. Awesome. So my name's Lizzie Malt, and 
I grew up in the country. So right now I now live off grid, fully surrounded by rainforest. It is pretty magical. And I guess my journey has been pretty much an I don't know. It's like a saga. I feel like it's a saga. I feel all of our lives are like a saga. It's just ongoing. You know, like you think you get to the heightened moment of like, oh, the cliffhanger. But then it's just like, there's always another one and another one. So I've gone from being a graphic designer and starting my first business to now running another business and living off grid for a while um, somewhere else and had an organic veggie farm to now being a coach. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's nice to be still and in a place of like ease because I know in my younger days, I was definitely running around like a crazy lady doing all the things, but all those things have led me to here and where I am now. So, yeah. Oh, how wonderful. And you're such a centered person. And that's just, I think, really evident through your story as well, that you've, you've gone and you've done all of these things, but you are exactly where you're supposed to be and doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. And you've got little people at home as well. Oh my goodness. How did I even forget those? (laughs) (laughs) It's because they're out of the house. (laughs) I can't hear them. Isn't that Um, nice sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, I have a four and a six year old. So I am blessed to where we live because they get to run wild. Yes, I've got my two little people that definitely keep me busy. And I only work two days a week as well. So, yeah. Incredible. I've I've always been fascinated by the fact that you live off grid in the rainforest. So can you tell us a bit about where in Australia you are and how you came to actually live in the rainforest? Because I know you've come from that whole organic vegetable farming kind of background to off-grid rainforest living is completely different. Um, I'm just imagining the quiet and the stillness that you have, totally jealous. But can you talk us through how that came to be? Uh, yeah, and, and how you're living now? Oh, my goodness. So it's really funny because I don't think my life is very different compared to how I grew up. So, yes, I grew up in the country, um but you know this was like the 80s you know life is pretty simple we all had home phones you know we just like play outside and do our thing like I didn't have many trees growing up as a kid and I remember like all I ever wanted was to have loads of trees and live on a mountain because it's what I didn't have Mm. and it's really funny so my husband complete hippie so he grew up on a hippie commune in the northern rivers yeah which funnily enough is now where I live. (laughs) So he brought me here 12 years ago and it was at night. We were driving up this dirt track and I was like, what the hell? Where are we going? I I don't know. Um, Are we going to fall off this cliff that's just here? (laughs) It's like the rainforest kept getting like closer and closer over the car And the car got slower and slower as it, you know, went up the hill. And we arrived at his parents' house and I was like, oh, my God. It's like a fairy tale castle surrounded by these big majestic trees that were, like, towering over it. And, you know, his parents had built his house. And, like, honestly, it was a fairy tale. Yeah. I want this. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. I want this. Little did I know that, you know, 12 years later, (laughs) I was going to end up here because 
you know, we ended up getting married. We traveled, we found somewhere else to live that was in between my parents and his parents. And we set up the, the veggie farm at that stage. And then he got the job offer to move down here to the Northern Rivers after we had our first, um, because he had missed her so much. You know, she was, I think, six weeks when he first went back to work because he was fly in, fly out. Yeah. And he was like, this is not okay. You know, it's so sad for me to like leave her. Mm. I need to change. So he was the catalyst for the move back down here, but we didn't know where to live. So we came down and checked out all the little towns. We ended up in Mullumbimby in the Northern Rivers here, yep. um, which is a beautiful town. It had such a great vibe and it was a great place for us to start and get into the way of living down here. Yes. Um, so that was really beautiful. And then the house next door came up for sale to the parents-in-law and we were like, that's it. It's a no-brainer. We have to do it. And now I am lucky enough to be surrounded by gorgeous forest, no phone reception. I'm like one of the few people left in Australia with a landline. Yes. There's <laughs> not many of us left. Not many left. Um, and definitely enough space for my kids to run wild. No phone, not phone bills, sorry, no electricity bills. Yeah. You know, like, and we've got a big veggie garden that grows our veggies. You know, it's like life is simple. Mm. How, and how fortunate so, so, for the children to have that. It's almost like they're getting what you had, but in the modern time that a lot of kids aren't getting, which is just so beautiful. Freedom, complete yeah. freedom. Like there's a tree, fine, go climb it. You want to break a branch off, go for it, unless it's endangered. Yes, then don't <laughs> touch it. We have a few of those here. <laughs> but they know which ones. And, you know, it's the same, like, you know, like let them just be kids because both of us had that wild upbringing yeah. of just like, the freedom to go outside and just be free. Yes. Yeah. The rules and were you had to come in for lunch and dinner, you know? Yeah. When it starts getting dark, you've got to come in. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. When it drops <laughs> below 10 degrees, you've got to come in. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's my place. I've always been enchanted by just thinking about where you live. One day I will come and visit you because I would really like to see it for myself. Um, but we actually met you and I a couple of years ago uh, through your business and your business coaching. And we had a beautiful day together over at the farm at Byron Bay. It was such a gorgeous time. And from there, your business just went bananas to this massive conference. Now, it was, can you tell us the name of the conference? So the one I ran last year was called Wild Success Live. Yes. And then the one that I was going to run this year was called Business Base Camp. So that's where I was going. So the Business Base Camp conference in Byron Bay, that was due to be on like what last week or the week before it was oh, gosh, about a fortnight yeah. ago, I think. No, it was last week. No, weekend. it was last weekend. It oh was my last God. Weekend, the 16th of May, because I really yes, wanted to yes. go to that. And I had um, another engagement, but obviously that did not go <laughs> ahead and neither did Business Base Camp. But can you tell us a little bit more about what your conference had involved, how, how it evolved and what it involved and how it had become like such a sought after event? Yeah, it was crazy because um, the idea of even running events as a coach, I was like, why would I even do that, right? Um, I'm a natural organiser. Like I love planning, organising. It's just my gem. Like it's just so effortlessly easy. People... Most people that think of like running an event are just like, oh, 
way too hard, but I know that a lot of people in the audience that are listening to this are probably also organizers. I'm just so. sort of sneaking my hand up next to my face as they're speaking like, <laughs> me, that's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> so when something comes so easy, you're just like, well, why the hell not? I had this yeah. crazy vision to run the first one and you know, I really wanted to have a mixture of, I guess, spiritual self-development, but with business. So my whole thing was like a barefoot business conference, Byron Bay style. Yeah. And, you know, our first one that I ran, you know, we had a fantastic lineup. The head of the bill was Denise Duffield Thomas. And yeah, totally. And it was just (laughs) such a groundbreaking two days. And I was just like, that's it. We've got to do it again. And second time around, you know, I scheduled some pretty epic people. Like, you know, I thought the first one had a great lineup. The second one just trumped it. We had Lisa Messenger come in um, and a few other like incredible speakers. And yeah, the whole idea was it was to create connection. Because I think one of the biggest things for me in business and being someone who's at home in business is where's my people at? Yes. Like, where are they? You know, like I love online connection and I have a lot of connections online, but to create a space where people could come congregate, let their hair down a little bit, but also to like really get into themselves, yeah. connection with themselves, connect with others. And like, we're talking touching here. We're like, we're going for the hug. I know this is like hard for us to comprehend right now. This is pre-COVID them. people. We <laughs> 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 hug people. <laughs> you know having that those moments back in your life and then to establish great friendships to keep you moving forward Mm. um, as you run a business or you know it's just so powerful so that's kind of what my thinking was for the event yeah and I think there is something special about, um, you know, online business, like you said, is great or making connections or being part of a community online is really great. But coming together just takes things to the next level. It just creates a connection point that is really meaningful and deep so that when you go back to your online world, you've really cemented in those relationships and connections. And Even for a lot of listeners who don't have a business, who are thinking about this, you know that when you get together with people and then you go back to your online world or you go home and you you chat online, like it's just, it's such a different relationship. And I think it sparks a lot of uh, enthusiasm and excitement in the community. So I'm like big hands up for all the face-to-face stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. And also, you know, like one of the things was that we were going to take everyone camping this time in a paddock, you know, wow. like get out of your comfort zone and, you know, feel and be in nature because I wanted to give everyone my little piece of paradise. Yes. You know, that feeling of like, wow, I'm surrounded by trees. I'm not stuck at home in my office. Yeah, something different. I'm not different. stuck in my city. It's not stuck in my town. Something, mm. You know, in that same thinking. So, yeah, connections are so, so important. Absolutely. So you've done all, the, all of this work. You've prepared this massive event for, I would say, how many people do you think you would have had? Like over 100 people, around 100 people? We were... We were probably aiming for about 120, but we could hold up to 200, but we were aiming yeah. for 120. Yeah. yeah. So you've, you've gone to all this effort to make this amazing event for hundreds of people and boom, COVID. <laughs> 
I was one of the first people I thought of when things started to get cancelled. One of my girlfriends had said to me, oh, CMC's been cancelled, which is a country music um, weekend. Not my thing, mm. but she loves it. Uh, she was devastated. And it, then, it, it, then it hit me. Things are getting cancelled. And I thought of you pretty much straight away, uh, especially because it was an event I was particularly interested in. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is huge. And it just came to a stop. So can you talk us through how that might have felt at that time? Because... Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even have the I don't even have the end you know of that what I sentence. Love? For everyone who can't see us right now, right now Tash is like gritting her teeth together like, "Oh my god, like that question wasn't even on the questions." <laughs> well, it's funny because that's the thing like I I don't think people under like I guess they underestimated how I felt. Mm. Like, you know, I think I underestimated what I was going to go through Mm. because, you know, to let go of something that you've worked months and months for Mm. and put everything else aside. Like I stopped taking coaching clients. I actually stopped podcasting myself all to focus on creating something, Mm. something that I thought had meaning, something that I thought was like, yes, I'm going to like do this epic one thing. Yeah. And I, I think it was the week of COVID um, just happened. We put out a press release. It was the same day. It was Tuesday. I think it was the 2nd of May. No, not May, sorry, March. And we got nothing back. And I was like, what the hell? So still, this is the early days of COVID. This is before we all thought it was like, you know, anything crazy. It was just like, oh, yeah, it's just like the flu gone wrong, right? Like, this is COVID. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was very it's unknown kind of at that point. Thing. Yeah, like it was still unknown. We all yeah. weren't sure really what was going on. And my press release didn't get picked up. And so we sent it out again the next day. And then COVID, 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 COVID. And I was like, you know what? After everything that I had been up against since creating this event, I'm talking like I survived two other natural disasters to like yes. even face this. I went through trying to promote during the fires. It flooded here in the Northern Rivers. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> yep. what's going on? And then COVID. I was like, boom, triple boom. Like, seriously. I felt like a huge weight actually got lifted off my shoulders but at the same time I was a crumbling mess yeah that week I'd probably actually say let's say look 10 days to two weeks fully let go you know we've all been there the ugly like the ugliest you can possibly let yourself be mm-hmm. I was there on mm-hmm. my couch owning it yeah and it felt good mm didn't feel good at the time necessarily but I allowed myself to go all in on those feelings yeah like looking back at it now I'm so grateful that I did because I wouldn't be where I am now but there was so many tears there was so many conversations but one point I was just like you know what I am so happy that I've made this choice and this has happened Mm. And it took a little time for that moment to actually happen. Yeah. But yes, 
there was Mm. many, many ugly tears. (laughs) Absolutely. And I know that for anyone who's listening that has worked so hard to achieve something or they've been working towards something to have it taken away through no control or fault of your own, it it is really, it's very, it's, it's indescribable, really. It's, um, yeah, something that I know some people will really identify with. And when you're laying on that lounge and you're in the quietness of COVID, everything's sort of stopped. Um, you became really inspired to dig deep within yourself oh, and I think within your business. And you actually connected and pivoted really well during that time. <laughs> I have to say, um, what an opportunity, which is a weird word to use considering. Can you share some of that inner work that you did during those weeks um, to move you forward and pivot yourself in your business? Because it would have been really easy just to bury yourself in a hole there and go, you know. Absolutely. I failed How or easy whatever. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for those entrepreneurs who are listening, anyone who's in business listening, my brain works like this. Shit hits the fan. What's next? Yep. I fall down. What's next? But as much as that's a great thing to tell ourselves, the fact that I allowed myself those two weeks and like really, like really, really just let it all out and didn't focus on anything but just how I was feeling and just checking back in made all the difference before I could move forwards and then go, okay, what's next? Yes. Because I had to move and get the grief done. Like yeah. it's really important for us to feel our emotions and to express and release the emotions. Mm. Releasing being the key here. Yeah. Um, I journaled like a crazy lady. I really did. I had the kids playing on the top of me. You know, I'd have like a blanket and <laughs> pajamas and yeah. my book and just like, oh, I've just got to write this out. Right, 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 right. And yeah, there was so many questions that came up, you know, I started thinking about, right, well, how am I showing up in the world? Yeah. What's my message that I actually want to share with the world? And then the thing that hit me was like, why the hell am I actually not doing it? So I came to this realization that running this event, (laughs) I actually forgot to put me on the bill. So I before COVID actually happened, I did the schedule and I realized I actually didn't schedule any time for me to actually present. Ah, okay. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Here I am pleasing, showcasing all these other people. Yes, I'm the creator and yes, it was meant to be amazing, but I was also supposed to be a part of this, put myself Mm. out there. Mm. And I wasn't. I was keeping everyone else happy making sure they got the best time slots and they got this spot here for there and la 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 and flights and accommodation and oh yeah and what about lizzie (laughs) (laughs) lizzie gets no stage time (laughs) hi everybody okay that's up you're out of time liz yeah (laughs) yeah you're done you're just the lady in the back just keeping the schedule going (laughs) yeah so i really was asking myself some pretty big questions and that helped me to I guess you know make my next move of what is actually next but I really had to do some self-connection of who I was Mm. 
because what I thought I was was actually more about keeping everyone else happy. Yeah. Um, now you're gritting your teeth. I'm, <laughs> I, I myself am a guilty people pleaser. It's something I'm working on. I don't know if I'll ever be a recovered people pleaser. I think it's something that is a practice, something that we keep needing to do and set our boundaries and all of those sorts of things. I think being conscious of it's probably the first really important thing. Do you think that was the moment when you realized that you hadn't even put yourself on the schedule that like enough was enough when it came to pleasing other people or was there another defining moment for you? You know, that's a great question. Cause you know, I've, I've thought about this and I'm like, well, how did I not know Yeah, <laughs> that one, I was a people pleaser because look, people who know me, you know, I guess we all show our different colors. Like sometimes I'm as tough as boots. Like I'm yeah. from the country. Like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's other times like little things that you just do. And I'm just like, Oh man. So I actually got feedback from my first event and someone mentioned like, Hey Liz, you didn't really showcase much of you, you know, like maybe we could have seen more of you. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? I'm the star. I've run the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I've created this. This is yeah. me. This is how I'm showing up. Isn't that enough? Like, why do I need to be on stage? And yeah, that moment, I guess, of realizing that I actually hadn't scheduled myself in was like one of those gut wrenching, like, oh my God, you know what I said? What? I've done it again. Oh uh, yeah. I have done it again. Yeah. So simple, you know, like of all the things, like, cause that's, we, we keep doing it. I keep doing it. It's, I'm still learning. I haven't aced this yet. Like at least I'm fully aware of it now. Yes. Oh yeah. It's interesting. You don't realize that you're so much of a people pleaser until you fully own it. I think it took Mm. me a year to own it. Yeah. And then there'll still be the slips. They'll still yes. be the slips. Um, like at work <laughs> when something happens and I just think, oh, wow, I just totally let that get railroaded. Uh, you know, it happens incidentally and so quickly. It's amazing how fast you fall back into your old habits. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So being conscious of it, I think it's really important because um, you can assert yourself in a way that doesn't come across as being what word do you reckon we would use for people that have really good boundaries for their time, especially as women? Like sometimes we can come across quite um, bossy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people think that I am bossy and I actually have been having a lot of conversations around this word recently because it's like, how many men are called bossy? Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. <laughs> That's where I was like, going. Women are really bossy. And, I, you know, for many, many years, it's from since my, I got married, because I actually organized and ran our wedding as yes. well. Like, come on, like, come on, Liz. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> Lessons. <laughs> um, you know, like, oh, Liz, you're so bossy. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm really organized. Yep. I know and how to articulate what needs to be done to get the job done. Yes. That's not bossy. That's leadership. Mm. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. How nuts is that? And men are never bossy. They're assertive and they're effective in their communication. This is all the perceived things. I'm not saying I agree with them at all. 
but men are never told that they're bossy. No, no, which is just getting the job done, right? Yeah. I know. Just getting the job done. This is crazy. What's wrong with me just getting the job done, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I just wonder, like, why we, we fall into this thing of people-pleasing, right? And we tend to make decisions. I even catch myself going, what the hell was that when I speak? Why is people-pleasing so detrimental to ourselves? Oh, my gosh. I've got like an epic list here for you. Go. So first of all, I just want to know, tell everyone that people pleasing. Oh man. Like so many of us think like we're really like in our power and we've got our shit together. Yeah. I hope we can swear, Tash. We can swear. (laughs) It's all good. Right. Um, And you know, I've thought this over the years. I'm like, no, I'm really strong and I'm really assertive in you know, different situations. But at yeah. the end of the day, there's so many ways that we actually do people please. And, you know, it comes to our, ex- like our ex- own expense, right? So, you know, I'm going to go take you through a few examples. So yeah. in our teenage years, oh my gosh, I just wanted to fit in, right? I wanted the Doc Martens so I could hang with that group. I wanted to like be in the band so I could hang out with that group. I adjusted my self to fit in. Yeah. Hello, people pleasing, not okay. Small piece of self slowly crumbling away. Mm-hmm. Right. It sucks out energies dry. The more that we're giving, 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 I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you. Yeah. The less you're doing for you. Yeah. It's a total energy suck. The other thing, so when we give to others, how quickly does our own schedule go out the window? Yeah. I'll rush to the rescue, right? Absolutely. And you know that there's an amazing quote that I had, one of the um, office ladies that I worked with at a school years ago had this thing on her wall and it said, disorganisation on your part should not constitute an emergency on mine. And I was like, wow. Like that was basically she was saying, look, I will help you. But if you're disorganized or you've, something's happened and it becomes my emergency, this is not cool. She had really yeah. good boundaries around her time. <laughs> yeah. But my emergency is not your emergency. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and that just reminded me when you said that. So carry on. That's a great one. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, your schedule goes out the window. So obviously when your schedule goes out the window, you know, your energy is already getting like exhausted. You're not replenishing you. We start mm. feeling really like lethargic we have less energy and then oh my gosh what happens our freaking mind takes over we're thinking like all the things that we need to do because we're trying to like sort out everybody else yes and then our mind also thinks about what's happening in the future to prepare to help everyone else yeah so when we start thinking about all the things in the future, it creates anxiety, mm. so much anxiety over what we might assume or how to help somebody. Yeah. It's actually like soul crushing us on the inside. And yeah, it's crippling. And, mm. you know, we need to, as women, especially, we should be showing up fully in our power. And if we're too busy people pleasing, you know, we're not sharing who we are our own thoughts, our own unique thoughts. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 
Why not? Yeah. So yes, energy gone. Mm. <laughs> Pieces of us have been crumbling away over time. Yeah. And we really do. We forget who we are. Yeah. And it becomes a habit. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Hitting the nail on the head about teenage years. You know, we talk a lot about mm. peer pressure. We talk a lot about um, this whole group mentality and it is the most confusing time of our lives. I really don't think women get to know who they are intimately until they hit their thirties. That's just been in my experience and a lot of other friends' experiences as well. Your teens are about trying out who you're not to find out who you are. And your twenties are about trying to put it all together like a puzzle. But I think in your thirties, you go, yeah. <laughs> I was the rebellious 20 year old. I think, yeah, I, I was in my twenties, like rebelling against everything that I thought was right. Or yeah. wrong. <laughs> Whereas in my twenties, I was trying to prove to myself that I, ha- I knew it all and I was going to have this life yes. that... I, I was so in control and I look back and I'm like, girl, you had, you just had no idea. You had no idea. So, and you know yeah. what? I want to just pick this up. So you just said something really like what we have all done. Yes. What I thought I knew. Yeah. You know, I had to be something else. And the funny thing is the only reason why we think we have to be something else is because we're actually trying to please someone in our lives because that's what they think is right. Mm. Yeah. How funny. Absolutely. And for everything that you do in your life and you go in the back of your head, that little voice that goes, oh, but what will so-and-so think? Yes. Oh, I will not say who that person is in my life, but there is someone in my life that I don't know I will ever recover from having that voice. And yeah, it can be quite crippling and empowering at the same time. Yeah, I think we've all got people in our lives. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there because it's always, to me, it's always family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that set us up with these challenges. Yes, absolutely. But, yeah. you know, it's how we are as our own being to like face them off, I guess. And yeah. it's being strong in ourselves. So once you finally get over people pleasing and actually start finally getting who you are, it makes mm-hmm. it a lot easier when you're in their presence or, you know, you're there to be you. Mm. And to set those and you can boundaries. Just accept them. Yeah. 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 Takes a lot of guts. I'll, I'll tell you that. And um, I'm just, I'm just thinking of some of my listeners. I've actually got some particular faces of some of the people that I know that listen to this podcast every fortnight um, who will have those people in their lives and are trying to make their own decisions and trying to pave their own path. And I just wondered, did you have some tips for us around how we can start to get back on track with making decisions that serve us at the core and stop that people pleasing? What would your tips be? I love this. Cause first of all, you've actually pointed out a couple of things already so far, but yeah. making a decision like this is huge. So I like that you've actually said this because my first tip is actually to understand your values. Mm. One of the things for most of us is we actually don't know what we love. It's so easy for us to figure out what we don't like. Oh, I don't like olives. No, tried them once. No, no good. Mm. Not, Not into olives. How do you know you don't really love olives? You don't know until you try something, right? So we always know what we don't like. Yeah. So, 
Tip number one, understand what you do and don't like and set some values for yourself, for you, not for anybody else. It's what yeah. you believe. Okay. Um, but start with your dislikes because that helps you to like figure out what you do like. You, you can know? flip it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't like olives. That's cool. You got mushrooms, girl. <laughs> yeah. And all are good, I might just say. <laughs> you can tell that I don't like olives, right? <laughs> yeah. We, we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No wine and olives and cheese with this girl. No. Oh dear. <laughs> Anyways, so once you have that, that helps you to kind of set some boundaries. Yeah, definitely. Now we're going to go into that, but the second thing that I want everyone to like know is to pause. You get the phone call. You get the emergency. They're like blah 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 blah. Emergency, emergency. Yeah, and you're just like. First of all, most of it's just just taking this all in. We've either heard it all before or yes, it's a new scenario and you're just like, oh my God, you like your emotions are heightened and you're like all in and like, oh, you just want to go in and just go in there and help or support or assist or whatever it is, like your style of like with people and in those situations, instead of simply reacting straight away to pause, take a moment, check in. If you know what you do and don't like, this helps guide you. Like, okay, well, actually, you know, like your friend with the desk, you know, like, well, actually, this is not a good time. Yeah. I need to go to my yin yoga class every Thursday. Do not mess with it. Yes. You know, that is my time to put me right every single week. Mm. I'm not going to deal with your emergency. I'll deal with it afterwards. Yes. So knowing that and being able to... I guess make a decision from a clearer place is what I'm really stressing to everybody. So yes, take a breath and see what's necessary for you mm. and what your body also tells you. Cause it's also very important that you'll know, like if you start wanting to hide. Yeah. It's not right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think so many women are, we're givers so it is really, I think, built into a lot of us uh, to just go, oh, my God, how can I help? What can I do? You just tell me and I will do it and I will be there. And as yes. you're saying, if we don't understand what it is that's important to us at that moment or what is on our schedule, we do lose that part of ourselves, even though we're trying to do such a really great thing for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Do it Hello on your me. own terms. Hello, me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do it on your own terms. Okay. So tip number three. So set boundaries and drop the excuses. Yeah. So you've touched on this a few times. Set boundaries. If you know what your do's and, do's and don'ts are. Yeah, that's right. Um, you, can, you can identify what, you, you know, what doesn't work in your world right now. Yeah. Jeez, I couldn't get those words out just then. That's okay. So once you have that, you know when to say no. Yeah. Now, dropping the excuses to me is being able to say no and that's the end of the story. Yeah. Okay? No, full stop. It's a sentence. It's a one-word sentence. So many people do not use it. I don't need to know the excuse as to why Tash doesn't want to come over anymore because I don't like olives. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you know? Look good. No. Say, you know what? No, I'm good. I'm not having wine with you, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Done. 
you don't need to have, you don't need to prove yourself mm. and keep people pleasing because what usually happens in so many of us, the excuses start coming out. We start digging ourselves a hole, even bigger. Yeah. yeah. You know, it feels worse. So just simply say just no. Yes. I'm giving everyone permission to do that. Mm. Now, if you need to ask a question, if that's something that needs to happen to assert like your boundaries, mm. get to the point straight away. Be yeah. clear and to the point. Mm. Oh, oh, but la, 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 you know, no. I ordered capers. Where's my capers? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> just get to the point. Yes. So drop the excuses and drop the drama. Yeah with your clear boundaries. Okay. And the only way that you can set boundaries is knowing your values. And I stress to you to take some time out to find those values. Mm. Those are my three excuses. Three tips. Yeah. Three tips. (laughs) Well, the excuses is a big thing because I find that I go into justification mode, like no tomorrow. And like you said, it makes me feel crappy. Um, And being able to say no in a really clear and concise way is an art within itself. And it is really hard. It is really hard. It's practice. It is all a practice. Um, One of my favorite ways to say no when I'm not able to help or I'm not willing to help is to say no and give them a suggestion of where they can go or who they can go to next to solve that problem. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's like going the next level. Absolutely. <laughs> For those who are starting, just get the nose happening. Just start with the nose. I recently start wrote um, a blog post about 50 ways to say no. And it was, um, I'll have to share that with you. I did do a little podcast episode on it. And it, it's about how to say no when you don't want to, how to say no if you know you're not the right person, how to say no if you don't have the time. Like it had all the suggestions. And that was one of them was about, um, you know, if you feel really bad about saying no to someone, um, but you know, you really, really have to is give them the next step. Yeah. Give them I'm, not some able positivity. To, I'm not able to help you this week, but have you tried ringing so-and-so or, uh, yeah. you know, that actually is a really great job for John because he's really good at whatever it is that you need. Uh, cause sometimes you're not also the best person to help someone. Yeah. And that's, you know, if your energy is depleted, right, mm. you know, how can you help somebody as well? Like you're just depleting yourself more as well. So I love that. Yeah. Um, it's something that I do a lot in business is refer people when, you know, yes. you know, once again, it's setting your values and your skills and assets. So if someone came to me and was like, hey, Liz, can you do me some sparkly nails? I'm like, no way in hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help you out with that. Like I know that very clearly. Yes. So it's fine tuning those things. Yes, yeah. I love that. I've got a Here's really a similar example that I could use actually. I had someone, uh, you know, come to me because I'm an organized person and ask, could they pay me to come and help organize their physical office space? And I wanted to say yes straight away because I was like, oh, that'd be really fun. Like, but don't pay me. Like, I'll just come and help you. Uh, and then I <laughs> stepped back and did what you said. I did the pause Uh, And I didn't write back to that email for 24 hours. And I'm so glad I didn't because I was actually able to go back and just say, look, as much as I love organizing and would love to come and hang out, this isn't my zone of genius. This is, I do this, uh, but I don't, I don't go and organize physical spaces. That's not what I do. Um, Yeah. If you walked inside my home, you'd you'd see that too. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's exactly it. Like, you know, you. Yeah. Which is great. Definitely. 
Oh, that's a great story and a great example. Yeah. Well, you actually spent some time over the last few months putting together your stories about people pleasing. Uh, and I was oh very fortunate God. to get um, a copy of your ebook, which is about people pleasing. And I just want you to tell us about the book. And I, I love the format that you've written it in. I love that it is just a series of stories. It's not a heavy read. It's not something that you have to sit and read in one go. It is just, you know, read one of the stories a day and they're short stories, but they are so full of gems and lessons. So can you tell us a bit about writing that and how this came about? Tell us all the deets. I think you just told everyone. <laughs> ah! I think, damn you, Tash. You're good. My line, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so the ebook. So after my crazy moment of grief, I was fortunate enough. I'm working with this incredible um, mentor in the States called Gail Larson. And I just had this urge to write, but I didn't know what I needed to write or what it was that I was going to write. Like I've been journaling, but I needed like some sort of intentional writing. So she put me to the task because she pulled me up on it. She's like, Liz, constant people pleaser. You're seeking approval left, right and center. I'm like, damn. No, not again. Once again, I did it I again. Did it again. Right? again. <laughs> um, so she's like, why don't you journal, you know, create a journal of like 30 stories over the next 30 days. And so Corona's there and we're like, okay, <laughs> I've got nowhere to go. Like what story? So I actually had to dig deep into past experiences mm. to find these stories. Um, throughout my life and that's the thing like I've written there are about 300 words each story so every day there's a new story about how I was seeking approval from others and then from there I've got like a journal prompt so for those who get the ebook they can then work through as well and go wow <laughs> just this simple little thing that we all kind of might do they might be doing it too and they yeah. can explore that and yeah. why they're doing it and what are the excuses and you know there's also ones in there how to move forward with it as well yes. as you get through the ebook yeah so yeah it's to help people be become more aware of their own you know people pleasing tactics mm. and every mm. one of your stories someone will have a story they can identify with and that's the thing i loved about it yeah, yeah well, that's the thing it covers everything <laughs> absolutely <laughs> family to friends to money to like oh, just there's work to the, you know, employers, employees, everything. Cause you know, we've all had it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where can we get our hands on the ebook? Cause there'll be people listening going, I need this ebook in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. It seriously, it will change your world. It changed my world and just working through those journal prompts. Yeah. It opened up some eyes. So I think we're going to put a link in the show notes. We will. Yes. This episode on Tasha's website and Otherwise, you can find it over on my website, lizzymalt.com, and it's on the homepage. You really can't go past it. <laughs> yep, perfect. And it is a free download, am I correct? 100% free. Ah. I want to gift everyone the ability to do the self-reflection to catch yourself. Yes. Perfect. Uh, it'll be the best read that you've had. And like Lizzie said, uh, if you grab this ebook, you can just read one short story a day. Uh, and even if yeah. you don't do the physical journaling of, of the reflection pieces, just it's time to sort of pause and to think about and reflect on our own behaviour, I suppose. So it is uh, quite the treat. 
And Lizzie, you're always up for a bit of a chat. So where can my listeners find you online? Oh, best place. Um, via probably, yeah, actually website. So lizziemalt.com. I guess you'll put a link in the I will. show notes for that as well. I'm going to put all the links. Yep. Instagram. I'm more on Instagram and that's lizzie underscore malt on Instagram. Perfect. And malt for everybody is M-O-U-L-T. <laughs> Wonderful. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes so you can jump in. And if you found this episode really inspiring and you just feel like you want to reach out to Lizzie if you've got a story to share or you just want to uh, acknowledge something that Lizzie said throughout the podcast episode just jump on and send her a dm or comment on one of her posts yeah because uh this is such a great conversation to continue and I think as women a topic that we really need to be really um what's the word um conscious of yeah conscious of we need to that's the word that's some i'm running out of words uh yeah we have to be really conscious of the way in which we uh protect our time and give to others and we're certainly not saying throughout this episode that you shouldn't give or help other people it is just about making sure that you do that within your own boundaries uh to protect yourself so i think this is a really great conversation and one that a lot of people will identify with but this has just been the best chat thank you so much lizzie Thank you so much for having me, Tash. And yes, feel free, anyone who's listening, to please send me a message because I love hearing people's stories because there's so many layers to people-pleasing and oh, it's just it keeps unfolding. It's beautiful. It certainly so, does. Thank you. You're so welcome and thanks for the chat. Bye. Bye. Oh, you guys, wasn't that just the most amazing episode with Lizzie? I hope that you took so much away from it. If you'd like to continue our conversation, please jump onto the Time Creator community on Facebook and we'll be discussing all things people-pleasing over there this week. And I'd also encourage you to leave a review of my podcast if you loved this episode. And that helps me to be discoverable to other people who want to create time for the people and things that matter to them the most. Thank you in advance and I'll chat to you in the next fortnight. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love you to leave me a review or share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe wherever you prefer to get your podcasts.